Hello there, this is the Zen Podcast of Buddha Jen, number 007. I think that's because I'm planning to maybe get all the way up to 999. <laughs> I guess I'll have to go back to one then. Anyway, uh, for today's podcast, now there's another podcast that I put out uh, 15 years ago, which I'm reissuing, the uh, uh, Zen Buddhist podcast of Shaolin Zen. So those are a little better produced than these are going to be. I spent more time editing them, put background music and stuff in them, um, and edited out all, even all the breathing noises. Those are really nicely nicely done. So you might want to check out those. And those are still me. Those are just 15 years ago. But these are the new ones I'm doing right now. The Zen podcast of Buddha Jen. When I'm done releasing all those old ones, I'm releasing like one a week. And I've got quite a few of them. Um, sometime by the end of the year, I'll probably add on to those. Um, a slightly different focus. This is a more personal view of Zen from me, Buddha Jen. And the other one was more like the Shaolin Zen, the cyber temple, and then me kind of representing the cyber temple and the, the basic concepts of Zen. So it was less about me and more about the Zen. So, but in this case, it's still about Zen. It's just that I could be more personal about it. Uh, so in this case, uh, for today, uh, today's uh, um, episode, I guess if it's got a title, is Shaolin is being Zen. And now that I look on the internet and YouTube, and uh, there's all kinds of people doing supposedly Shaolin and stuff, and you know, tying ropes onto their testicles and dragging rocks and things, and beating each other up and uh, being violent and and doing MMA, and it, it's 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 like wow, really? That's Shaolin. Uh, Shaolin are Zen Buddhists. The Shaolin Temple is the foundation of all Zen Buddhism. Zen Buddhism was created by the same guy who, who actually invented Shaolin Kung Fu. He came from India. His name was Bodhidharma. And he learned a martial art in India called Kalari Payatu. And when he came to the Shaolin Temple, they didn't have any martial arts or physical ed or, or Shaolin soccer. <laughs> they didn't have an exercise program other than maybe tilling their gardens or something. Uh, so, you know, they weren't fat like the, like the Japanese uh, Buddhist monks, but uh, because they, they were supposed to they have to walk a long ways. In fact, that I don't know what the, what the, what the situation was like a thousand years ago, actually 1,500 years ago when Bodhidharma arrived there. The concept of Buddhism is that you're supposed to go out and help people live a better life, not hide on a mountain. If you're hiding on a mountain, you're just hiding on a mountain. That has nothing to do with either Buddhism or Zen Buddhism or Zen or anything. That's just hiding on a mountain. So Zen Buddhism is, well, there, now when he got there the, at the Shaolin Temple, and they call it the Shaolin Temple, it means young forest. It's on the Song Mountains. There's like, I guess, three of the Song Mountains. And then the Shaolin Temple was just a little temple that was built there a hundred years before he got there in like a late 400s. And another Indian monk actually came there and had that temple dedicated and, and built there. But there was Mahayana Buddhism, Chinese Buddhism. In other words, the Buddhism that came from India kind of turned into Chinese Buddhism, which was Mahayana. And the Chinese, of course, were very much into the intellectual philosophies. So Taoism and uh, Buddhism kind of shared and competed with each other. And now you kind of have, you, you really have to merge them. They borrowed so much from each other. You, 
that they're kind of like each one's got a 25% of the other in it. So you might as well learn both to, to really get the full picture of either Taoism or Buddhism. But in, in the Taoism, they put the magic and the sorcery and stuff like that. And, and in Buddhism, there's no gods and there's no magic. It's just psychology. You're, you just have ways to help people. The whole basis of Buddhism is the Four Noble Truths. And then there's all kinds of other things, the Eightfold Path. I call it the Eight Ways of Thinking. Uh, there's all kinds of different things and tricks you can learn. Oh, my, my cat's clawing on the door. Hello there. Whenever I come in here, he gets jealous or something. Hello there, buddy. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, but I'd like to keep the door shut just to make sure we have a nice, quiet recording, but I, it's not going to happen for a minute. So anyway, where was I? I was explaining that what Zen Buddhism is and Buddhism and the fact he brought some Shaolin Kung Fu there, which was, of course, martial arts, Kalari Payatu, and that became Shaolin Kung Fu. And then they, some of the uh, Muslims, Chinese Muslims, actually joined the temple and brought their family Kung Fu, and that's what made it really Shaolin. It was the basic Kalari Payatu plus the Muslim Kung Fu, and that's what the original Shaolin was, and then it kind of grew from there. Now, my Kung Fu that I teach is from, probably was all invented before 1000 AD. So that's why at the temple, they don't even teach my Kung Fu because it's too hard. The people who even go visit there, you know, they stay there a few days or a week. It takes like six months to learn one dance. One of these Shaolin Kung Fu forms takes, I can't, I've never seen anybody learn it in less than four. Six is a better time strain, especially. Now in my beginner program, I teach beginner level Kung Fu and then you get my intermediate. And that's where I teach the 10 Shaolins, the, the actual long forms. And as I've said, I've been teaching since 1984 and I've never found any Anybody who could learn a Shaolin form in less than six months. So it, it, it's a, you know, that's why they don't teach them at the Shaolin temple. They're just too hard. And so they're not really even teaching Shaolin Kung Fu. They're teaching all this, this hamburger, fast food Kung Fu. You know, it's just, uh, you know, easy, you know, fast fried Kung Fu. It's, you know, so they can teach it in a few days. It's kind of, well, anyway. I don't want to be too negative, but uh, <laughs> talking about my own heritage. But what it is today is nothing like it used to be. And what it is today has nothing to do with what I teach, because I'm teaching the old, original, traditional Kung Fu. In fact, even the monks at the temple, the few that I've met, they call it antiquated Kung Fu. In other words, I'm, an, I'm teaching antique Kung Fu. <laughs> like I said, they don't even teach it at the Shaolin Temple. It's antique, uh, Model T Kung Fu. Anyway, um, so being Zen. Okay, so let, let's get let's see if I could wrap this up. Uh, I, I tend to get going on these. I'm trying to keep these podcasts kind of brief, but it's already six minutes. Okay, here we go. So I've got some few notes to hit and uh, cover some things, and then I'm going to read you a few pages of the Tai Chi beginner book. Now, since I've been teaching Shaolin Kung Fu since 1984, and it's 2021 now, I've tried teaching without this book. And this one book, the Tai Chi beginner book, is what I always teach the very first semester. In the nonprofit Tai Chi Youth, which I also created, um, we split this one semester into two semesters. So you learn the book over the first two semesters, you read it. And so it just takes a little longer, but it's the same exact stuff. Uh, most people prefer the pace. Adults, martial artists, um, even black belt masters prefer Tai Chi youth. The little, so slower pace is a lot easier. Um, it's half, half the speed of what I normally designed the school of Shaolin Chi Mantis, which is my original, traditional, what I thought everybody would want, Kung Fu, but it's just too hard. Nobody's graduated my intermediate level program since night, ever. Nobody. <laughs> A couple of came close, but no, nobody's even got out of the intermediate program. So 
Yeah, this stuff is way too hard for the modern man. That's why the Shaolin Kung Fu martial artists were so amazing. Um, it takes like 10, 12 years to learn this Kung Fu. And you, there's no other martial art that takes that long. I mean, you can get a black belt in almost any karate style in one year, two years max. Uh, get a black belt in Wing Chun in two years, three years max. Uh, but no, it, it takes probably, I, I mean, I'd like to say 10 years, but 12 years would be better. I started in 1980. And in 1992, when I started teaching professionally in rehabs and prisons and schools, it took me another two years to actually master the teaching. So I would say it was, it really took me 14 years before I considered myself to be a Kung Fu master, doing it on a daily basis. So that's why I'm saying this is, yeah, but it's too bad. It's too, this is what people should want. You shouldn't want a martial art that, that's like a hamburger, you know, you should want something that's got steaks and better seasoning and better preparation and a balance meal. In fact, that's what one of my Kung Fu masters used to say. He said every class should really be a balanced meal. It should have stretching and yoga and breathing, qigong and, and Shaolin Kung Fu and weaponry. And, you know, and, and that's the full meal that you should really have in every class. And right now I'm into my intermediate program. I've been, I'm creating videos for the entire beginner program and I'm going to sell them at ShaolinInteractive.com. I'm 67 years old and I'm not going to finish all these videos just for the beginner programs and going through my other schools for another 10 years. And so it's, it's really, I mean, I'm going to be 70 years old trying to do the Shaolin Kung Fu, which is really a, a young man's sport. I mean, this is really something you should start learning when you're about 10 years old. And uh, so then you know, by the time you're 20 or 25, you could graduate, you know, that's, that's, or at least be a, able to teach it yourself. Excuse me. Now, uh, um, so Shaolin is being Zen. Okay. So getting back to this, what about this martial arts? Okay. So if it takes 12 years to, to learn the martial art, you know, you should never be sparring with it. There are no rules in Shaolin. It was never, ever, ever a sport. No, it, it was, it just never, ever was. It's not a sport. There are no rules. Um, you know, if you're not, yeah, so anyway, <laughs> this is where I was planning to go. Let's go back to, okay, so the topic today is Shaolin is being Zen. All right, so what is Zen? So let me go a little quicker here, uh, 10 minutes, and I haven't even hit the meat of this class. Okay, so here we go. Um, Zen, as I teach it, now Chan, Chan or Chan Buddhism is actually what Zen is. When Bodhidharma uh, went to the temple, the Shaolin Temple, 1,500 years ago, and and kind of modified the the Mahayana Buddhism into Zen Buddhism, which they call Chan Buddhism or Chan. It uh, I, I've got some books on Chan Buddhism. It's beautiful, and and I think all Buddhism is beautiful. But it, it just grew. It took the the Indian the Indian Buddhism, and it just made it more philosophical and and. Uh, it's, it's wonderful stuff, and I really look forward to sharing the, the actual Chan. I've got a couple of Chan books that were given to me. And, and so I, I really look forward to reading through those and kind of illuminating you with the, the Chan, the Chinese original Zen Buddhism flavor, which has nothing to do with beating people up or dragging weights with your testicles. It has nothing to do with that whatsoever. Um, so what people think of Shaolin right now is, is totally messed up, just like they think Bruce Lee represents Kung Fu, and he never even graduated the intermediate level of Wing Chun and, uh, or anything. He, he was never even a kung, close to being a Kung Fu master. He never even learned a single weapon. That's why he picked up the nunchucks, a Japanese farming tool, you know, because he, he never learned swords or anything or spear. He doesn't, he never knew Kung Fu. So, 
So people think he's a kung, and, and so people think that Bruce Lee represents kung fu. Well, that's like saying McDonald's represents, you know, fine foods. You know, it's very limited outlook. And it's a shame. But if you're a child, you know, a child like mine, you know, yeah, my kids used to go frantic over McDonald's. <laughs> it was like we would I'd have to try to divert their attention when we'd drive by so they wouldn't see it because if they saw a McDonald's, daddy, daddy, daddy. <laughs> so, but, but yeah, McDonald's is like, that, that would be the Kung Fu of Bruce Lee. It'd be McDonald's. But anyway, uh, here we go. Um, okay, like I said, I better hurry through this. I got some notes. Let me just stick to my notes here and I'll cover more ground, even though there's all kinds of things I'm thinking about I'd love to tell you. Okay, so... Um, a minimal self-defense, strength, wisdom, philosophy. Oh, hold on, I'm on last week's. Uh, that was <laughs> what I was supposed to say last week. Oh, here we go. This is interesting. I, I put down create a business plan for every goal that you have. Oh, yeah, because that's what Zen is. Now, Zen is really what I call it is the universal mind. What they did was they took Buddhism and they, like I said, made it a little more philosophical. My, my favorite il, uh, example of that or illustration is imagine looking at a tree. Okay, now if somebody's on the other side of the tree, they see a whole different thing. They see it in shadow. It's a different color. It's a, it's a different appearance. It doesn't have shiny green leaves. It might have all be black and shadow. And, uh, you know, they might even be able, not even be able to see flowers in it or something if they're there. So, and then if you're on the sides, you're going to see something that's got like a shiny on the left and black on the right. You're going to see a, a half and half. And then if you're above the tree, what are you going to see? You're not even going to see the trunk. You're not going to see the branches. You're just going to see this big glob of green. So every view, and if you're underneath the tree, what are you going to see? Look it up. So every viewpoint, and that's what Zen is. It's being able to see all of those viewpoints. So if you're going to say, I see a tree, you should be able to say or know what it looks like from underneath, from in front, from the sides, from behind, and well, good luck seeing the top of it. But that's what Zen is. It's, it's the ability to see as many angles and perspectives. It's awareness. It's understanding. It requires experience and understanding from others. And, and anyway, so, so Shaolin is being Zen, not, not being a martial artist, not being threatening, not being able to beat up everybody. Although if you actually learn the Kung Fu, you can. But the original Zen Buddhists, um, uh, well, I don't think, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's get them. Let's see if I can minimize the fighting concept because that's the only thing people think it is. But it's a philosophy. The Zen philosophy is wonderful. Now, when some monks, there were five monks who came over from Japan and learned and studied at the Shaolin Temple and got some of the basic Shaolin Kung Fu, whatever they could learn in a few weeks or months, and they went back to Japan and then they were executed because, you know, you're, you're only a samurai is allowed to learn martial arts. So I think only two of those those Japanese monks survived. And then in place of the exercise, they created the doing nothing. They had to basically do nothing instead of doing Kung Fu. So they created a very warped version of Zen Buddhism. And then the government regulated that. And then they changed that. And then they decided they had to compete with the Christians. And so they added this. And then the Pure Land. In fact, I've, I've read their Bibles and, 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 the, and their things. And there's no chanting in, in Zen Buddhism. There's no uh, idols. There's no nothing. It's a very practical, common sense psychology. Okay. There's no magic. So all these other Zen Buddhisms that have come from since then and the mantras and the sand paintings are, are really wonderful, but they really have nothing to do with, with Zen Buddhism or <laughs> maybe even not even Buddhism itself. So anyway, where was I? <clears throat> oh, creating a business plan for every goal. So pick your goal. See, so I got, let's see if I can give you some good advice here. Uh, 15 minutes. Ah, I wanted to be out of here by now. Okay, here we go. Uh, 
um, every goal that you've got, whatever it is, whether it's getting married, whether it's starting a business, maybe it's graduating high school, maybe it's graduating college, whatever it is, kind of come up with a business plan for that. And I'd like to go into more into that, but let's just move down my notes. Um, defend or, or, oh, okay, choose a new role model. You need a role model for every goal. If you're looking for a, a college master goal, you need to pick a professor who you want to emulate. If you're looking to graduate high school, uh, it might even be a sports hero or something, especially if you're involved in sports. But you want to basically pick role models and use those to, to build, take yourself up to another level. So you always need to find role models that are better than you and know more than you so that when you equal them, you can find another role model and continue up the ladder of success and development. Um, oh, it says now I'm supposed to do a book ad for the Tai Chi beginner. Um, learn to understand what Zen really is. And, and that's the irony of this because, like I said, this is the Tai Chi beginner manual. And Tai Chi Chuan is Taoist. And I teach a lot of Taoism. And I've been, I'll go on and on about Taoism, which I love. But anyway, um, Taoism is separate from Buddhism. But in my Taoist book, The Tai Chi Beginner, I got tons of Zen Buddhism. So you can't get out of that book without, you know, it's like, I don't know, at least 50% Zen. I don't know, but it's a lot, lot of Zen in that book. So and it's my best way to get people into Zen, into Taoism. And then from there, I go into my Taoist uh, teachings and my uh, Shaolin Zen Buddhist teachings and, and even, uh, well, let's keep going here, uh, Confucianism too. All right, so the book ad. Um, I guess this is the book ad for the Tai Chi beginner book by me, Buddha Jen Shenlong, who's also Richard Del Connor. Um, learn to understand, <laughs> learn to understand what Zen really is. Like I told you, a lot of the things you may think it is, it isn't. It has nothing to do with maybe lots of the things that you think Zen Buddhism is. It's not. It's not. <laughs> That's a shame. That's a real shame. But anyway, this book, Tai Chi Beginner, is a great way to immerse yourself and actually get your feet wet in Zen. I don't know if that was a good ad or not. Okay, so let's see. Next thing here. Um, oh, I'm supposed to read these from the book here. Okay, so let's, let me give you an example of the book. Let's read a little bit here. Okay, um, I picked a couple of the pages. We're going to work our way through the whole book uh, in this podcast. So buy it anyway. But uh, <laughs> in fact, if you buy the class reading manual, that may be a little bit different than this. This is the 1997 version, which, I, um, which is like the second edition of the original version, which I wrote in 1992. And so it's really fun for me to read this book. And then I redid it in about 2008 or nine and uh, made a um, ebook out of it. So I had to reformat it a little bit, take out a lot of the pictures and things and make it so it could be an ebook at Amazon. And that's what you can buy at Amazon is the revised. I call it the class reading manual because it was everybody had um, iPhones and iPads and things like this. And that's what they were reading from. And I thought, OK, I'll make a version you can read on those. But um, it's actually when I form it there. Well, if you buy it from my website, I forget I made several versions of it. If you go to actually ShaolinRecords.com or ShaolinZen.org and you order it from me, you're going to probably get the PDF version. So it's actually made to print out on eight and a half by 11 paper. So you buy that book and then you print it out and it should work pretty well. Just make the margins about half an inch. If you make them three quarters of an inch or an inch, a lot of the pages are going to run over to the next page. But if you make the margins about half an inch, um, they should, a lot of the pages will fit on one page without having to squeeze, you know, throw a couple of lines onto the next page. Okay. Um, I'm on uh, the introductory page eight 
And it says, Master Jen Shenlong. And there's supposed to be a picture of me above here. And it's calling out what it is, a black and white picture. I know which one it is. But anyway, um, let's see. The actual book was never printed in the 90s with all the pictures in it because the first book, as I've mentioned before, was going to cost me $11,000 to the old-fashioned way, you know, to actually make it for the printing press and then start printing them up. I came really close to that a couple of times, but never got that $11,000 to be able to afford that first book. And then every other book could only be like a buck or two after that to print. But anyway, um, Shen Long, that's my name. Now, Shen, it means spirit, and Long usually means dragon. But in my case, if you looked at the calligraphy, you'd realize that Long is also wolf. You have to look at the writing of it to understand the difference because the, the words are pronounced the same. So my name is actually Spirit Wolf of Truth. So Shen Long means spirit wolf. That's my first and middle name. Shen Long was a student of Dr. Cam Yuen in Torrance, California, when he studied Yang-style Tai Chi Chuan under Shifu, D, Shifu G.D. French in 1982. The next year, Shen Long studied the same form under Shifu Steve Ba, also at Tai Manis. And uh, Steve passed away a couple years ago. Um, uh, yeah, so yeah, he was my Taoist mentor, actually. We stayed in touch through the 90s and and then I was up there living with him in 2011 and 2012. But yeah, I passed away a couple years ago. So that's, where were we? In 1985, Dr. Cam Yuen taught Shen Long the Wang style. I actually pronounced it Wang, but it's W-A-N-G. <laughs> there isn't an ah, sang in, ah sound in Chinese. I learned Mandarin Chinese during the 90s. And there is no ah, so there's no such thing as yang. There's no yin and yang. It's yin and yang because the ah sound doesn't actually exist in Chinese. There's an eh and an a, but no ah. But anyway, here we go. In 1985, Dr. Cam Yuen taught Shen Long the Wang, <laughs> Wang style, Tai Chi form, as well as completing his Shaolin Kung Fu training and praying mantis education. Since 1984, Master Jen has varied his daily discipline from Shaolin workouts to praying mantis forms. The one aspect of his daily regimen to remain constant since 1982 has been his Tai Chi Chuan workout. Seeking to improve his internal power, spiritual mysticism, and physical health. I'll read that again. Seeking to improve his internal power, spiritual mysticism, and physical health, Tai Chi Chuan has proven itself in Shen's life as a balancing force. His youthful appearance... Well, this is many years ago, but maybe I still look younger than I actually am. His youthful appearance, physical control, health, and unlimited energy, yeah, I've still got lots of energy, are at least partially due to the benefits of practicing Yang-style Taiji Xuan. Master Jen Shenlong teaches Chan Buddhism. Remember, there's no ah, it's actually Chan Buddhism. Shaolin Kung Fu and Lohan Kung Fu, as taught by the patriarch Bodhidharma and seen in the TV series Kung Fu starring David Carradine. Following the original principles of Bodhidharma, we balance the mind and body of each student so that spirituality is truly attainable for every student. And I got to tell you, not many, I, I don't know of any other school that could say the kind of things that we've accomplished in our school. I mean, that's, that's actually a true statement. But anyway, I 
toot my own horn, but man, I, that's what I love about teaching is I help people. And that's why I think it's so weird that I'm not teaching thousands or millions of people because I can improve people's lives. And I'm only teaching a few. It's like, wow, doesn't the world want to improve and be healthy and happy? It's smarter. Anyway, Master Jen has taught for two years in a youth maximum security prison, various rehabilitation centers, churches, parks, and public schools with amazing results eliminating violence, stress, and drug addictions since 1984. I'm not allowed to say I cure things, but I do. <laughs> I have. I can. I will. But anyway, let's see. Let's go to another page. Uh, this will be the last page I'm going to read to you today here. Um, this is also from the book. This is uh, introductory page 15 um, in Tai Chi Beginner. And it's just about six lines here. It says, a student manual to be utilized while also learning basic punching and kicking, Qigong breath training, Shaolin Chi Mantis workout routine number one, stance training, and the Yang style Tai Chi Xuan short form. Curriculum designed by Master Jen Shen Long, founder of Shaolin Chi Mantis. Dun, 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 a little trademark symbol there, too. So anyway, the basic punching and kicking. During the first semester, you get the front kick, double front kick, back kick, front plus back, and the crescent kicks. That's it. And that's your first belt rank advancement. you got to learn all those. Qigong breath training, not a whole bunch in the first semester, but you do learn how to breathe. And I always call out the moves in the Tai Chi form with breathing. And it's in the second semester you have to really master the breathing. And then the Shaolin Chi Manus workout routine number one is not what I'm teaching anymore. I actually, I've been teaching in mostly parks, you know, with snow and rain and stuff like that since 1984. And even in the 90s, even in the snow, uh, we would, you know, or not in the snow, but on the grass, we were always rolling and doing my ground yoga routine, which is actually this routine. But by the end of the century, I actually had created the Shaolin Chi Mantis standing yoga. So with wet grass or snow, we could still do a stretching routine standing up. The only thing we do on the ground would be push-ups, sit-ups, and leg raises. And uh, so, you know, I, I kind of got everything up off the ground so that there was never an excuse not to get a good stretching routine. And then after the first two semesters, then we go into my full yoga routine, which I have not been teaching much these last 10 years. And I just got myself a big four foot by eight foot yoga mat. And I'm really anxious to get myself more flexible because I'm almost 70 years old and I've lost a lot of my flexibility because I'm not teaching this the yoga routine. I'm teaching these first two semesters over and over again the last 10 years. And so I've lost a lot of my flexibility. Man, wah, wah, wah. But <laughs> seriously, I'm, I, I'm, I'm frustrated about that. And the stance training. You got to learn how to move properly, turn properly, pivot, and, and do a lot of your positions. And I would say 90% of the people I see doing Shaolin Kung Fu are doing stances that are totally forbidden and prohibited in my school because I think they're totally wrong and, and actually make it impossible for you to do the advanced Kung Fu. So even all the stuff that you see that you, they call Shaolin Kung Fu, I say, ah, I would never allow those moves and those stances. Those are completely wrong. And uh, anyway. And then um, you learn the Yang Tai Chi. You're going to learn the whole form to get your first belt rank in this class. Now, in uh, I've got three schools. In Buddha Kung Fu, same thing. You have to learn the whole Tai Chi Xuan short form, and then you get your first belt rank advancement. But in Tai Chi Youth, which is basically the whole beginner program just stretched out over three years, I give you two semesters to learn the, tai, the short form. And that's what most people seem to find a lot even really good martial artists and black belts find that still challenging. So that's the best workout. All right, let's finish my list. 26 minutes. Man, I really thought I was going to keep it at 15. All right, let's see if I can wrap this up. Um, oh, a Shaolin Chi Mantis ad now. Uh, be Shaolin. 
Zen is Shaolin, and Shaolin is Zen. Yeah, I'm going to read that again. Because um, got to remember, I told you, it's not about fighting. Shaolin is not fighting. Yes, it's got Kung Fu in it, but that's not what it's about. The Kung Fu is just make you healthier and live longer and be smarter. All that blood flow to the brain and everything makes you smarter. And uh, so the Shaolin Kung Fu is to make you a smarter person. It's not, not to make you a, an intimidating fighter and a boxer or anything like that. It's, uh, like I said, it's all warped. and It's, it's totally flip-flopped. It's supposed to be, you know, 90% Zen Buddhism and 10% Kung Fu. And now it's 90% Kung Fu and I don't know of any of these guys. I've talked to the Shaolin monks. I can think of three monks right offhand who started schools in Los Angeles and they don't teach any Buddhism whatsoever. None. Zero. I was shocked, almost pissed. Well, actually, I was a little pissed. <laughs> Not almost. I mean, I was, I was very disappointed in them. These are supposedly Shaolin monks from the temple. Well, of course, it's a Chinese government, you know, communist temple. So they really don't support the, the Buddhism. They just make them have to memorize some phrases, and that's how they graduate the Buddhism. They don't really teach anything. So they don't even know Buddhism. So they can't really teach it. But yeah, the Shaolin temple, there's no Buddhism in it anymore. It's just a bunch of people jumping around with sticks and, and pieces of metal in their hands. It's It's kind of silly, really, if you really know what it is. Anyway, that's uh, continuing on here. Um, uh, what does it say here? You're, uh, mm, 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 I can't even read that. Let's see. Um, okay. Choose who you are. Well, and I think that, unfortunately, you can't make that choice. That's like asking a five-year-old to ask what career he wants. You don't know what the opportunities are. You don't even know what Shaolin Kung Fu is. You can't even choose Shaolin Kung Fu because you don't really know what it is. So if you choose it, anyway, okay. Try not to be so negative here, okay? <laughs> All right. I'm going to give you, let's end this thing with a song. This is going to be the same song I had in the last one, last couple. I'm going to kind of push it, I guess, for wonder, the way I've got these things planned. You're going to get it for the next podcast, too. This is the Inner Will song. And this Inner Will song was recorded um, in Tahunga. Well, actually, no, I take that back. This is actually recorded. It was four-track, recorded in Utah, like 1994. And then I added a few more tracks to it in um, Tahunga when I had a recording studio there and I was doing the American Zen albums. So I added some more tracks to it, but it was actually originally just a four-track album, which is really awesome. The four-track is really all there is to it. That's the essence of it. But when I was doing it, I actually put drums on this one song. The other songs don't have drums. What I did was, because I didn't want to put a drum set, I thought, this, this is not rock and roll. This is Chinese, you know, kung fu music. So I took my drums apart and set them out on the ground and then played them more like tom-toms, you know, like traditional Chinese drums. But this one particular song, as I recall, because this is like back in 2007, I... Uh, um, I actually played it on a drum set. And when I was doing it, I was just having so much fun. I, I came up with this chant. And so when you hear this chant in the background, you can hear Buddha Kung Fu, Shaolin Chi Mantis. There's no microphone on me. They're all just pointed at the drums. They're, none of them are even pointed towards my mouth. They're mostly pointed down or uh, down in front of the drums. But, you know, but anyway, there was no microphone on my thing. You could just hear me over the drums. So it's kind of faint, but it's, it's kind of a little chant that I made for the school because I was kind of upping it. When I wrote it in 94, it was just a you know, really fun song. But over the next 
what, uh, 10, 12 years, we used it at all our performances. Almost every single performance, we play this as we entered the stage. And so this became a really, you know, just a part, a theme song for us. And then we'd performed uh, the Tai Chi magic song, and we all get like 15, uh, 20 students up there all synchronized and doing the Tai Chi form to that song. It just looks so awesome. There's a few videos that I, I hope to convert to digital somehow. I got to get a VCR. Um, and, um, and then you can see some of these. But anyway, um, yeah, this is inner will. So when you hear me, um, you hear that chant, that's me just happily yelling along as I'm playing the drums to this song, just pounding on the tom-toms. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's just something I was inspired to do. So you got it. You're stuck with it for now. So you hear me chanting over the song. Uh, but anyway, um, uh, um, let's see, where were I guess that that's it. Okay. So um, I'm supposed to actually do an ad for the Tai Chi Magic album. What does it say? Uh, from Solo Shakahachi to to something peepaws. Um, plucking peepaws, maybe? <laughs> the peepaw is, is the uh, four-string lute. It's like the guitar of China. It's the four-string guitar. And... Um, You'll hear it on the Tai Chi Magic album. In fact, if you actually, I created a website for this album and it hasn't sold that much. I mean, there's some yoga teachers who've called me and said, hey, I've used some of your music in my yoga classes. But um, uh, there's actually a Tai Chi Magic.com website. And so go there. I built that thing like 15 years ago. And uh, you can um, uh, buy the album there or you can go to Shaolin Records and buy the album. Um, it's available to Amazon and iTunes and other places too. Um, I've released it all over the place, but the Tai Chi magic album has this song inner will. So there's my plug 32 minutes, man. Okay. I guess I got a lot to say here. Okay. So here it is. This is inner will by Buddha Jen. That's my artist name, Buddha and then Jen, Z H E N. So you can look it up on internet and find the albums and the music. Uh, so that's me as a music artist, Buddha Jen. So um, Tai Chi Magic 1, uh, Tai Chi Magic 2 has been started back in the 90s, but I have never gotten very far with it because I never sold that many of the Tai Chi Magic 1 to make any money to buy a better recording system other than that 4-track Tascam 424 that I had. Okay, so anyway, Inner Will by Buddha Jen from the Tai Chi Magic 1 album on Shaolin Records. <laughs> 